0: The way that you actually change people internally is that you really start by relating to them and having them see little bits of credibility. So you're not just saying, oh, I've done this and this and this, instead you're telling them your story and then you layer in bits of credibility of things you've experienced along the way. Hi friend, welcome
1: to the Cup of Chells podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Holden, the sober mentor, spiritual life coach, speaker, author, and intuitive guide. Around here, we value self-leadership and taking radical responsibility to create alignment in all areas of your life. This podcast was created to inspire and empower you while giving you tools to release toxic relationships and habits and create total transformation. Through the shades of sobriety, I guide you to come back to your natural state of being, creating inner peace, deep satisfaction, success, and ultimate freedom for total alignment. Use this time to get into the energy of big love, soak up the wisdom and magic, and let your curiosity lead you, taking what resonates and leading the rest. Now, let's get into today's show. Welcome back to the Cup of Chells podcast. I am so excited to introduce our guest today, Anna Graybaugh. She is so amazing. I had the pleasure of being interviewed by her for her podcast, and I cannot wait to share more about her with you, my listeners. So Anna is a business mentor and sales coach dedicated to helping new entrepreneurs make their first big sales online. She started her online marketing career on the sales team of a large coach, being mentored by Tony Robbins, former VP of sales, and brought in $200,000 in four weeks. From there, she worked closely with the CEO of a marketing agency that takes online companies from $1 million in revenue to over $10 million. Next, she was hired as the head of growth and marketing for a big performance coach. And now she runs her online mastermind and gets to help anyone getting started online. She is also the host of the podcast, The Premise of Purpose, where she interviews entrepreneurs on how they found their purpose and continue to live it every day. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad
0: you're here. Thank you for having me, Chelsea. It's super exciting. Yay! Oh
1: man, we have had so many like just beautiful connections over the last month since we first interacted. And one of those being that we both are caregivers for our special needs sister-in-laws. And I just found that to be so cool. And I know we talked about that a little on your podcast, so we don't have to get into it here because I definitely want people to go check out that episode when it airs. But for our listeners, I would love for you to just just share about your journey in entrepreneurship. You have done some incredible things, worked with amazing people. Now you get to help people just starting out and building their business. And I think that is huge. So yeah, just paint us the full picture.
0: Sure. So what you just shared is such a tiny sliver of life as it is. Because my journey did not start with entrepreneurship. I was a professional ballet dancer. I lived in New York and then in Europe. And it really started with me quitting ballet when I was 19. I'd done it for all of the years of my life since I was three years old. And so I didn't know anything else, but I just realized I didn't want to do it anymore. And from there, I had to figure out what my purpose was, what my life was all about. And I just decided I wanted to help people in some way. So I decided to go into the medical field. I worked as an emergency medical technician on an ambulance. And that was pretty stressful doing 911 calls. I helped a woman deliver a baby in her apartment once with the fire department there. It was just, it wasn't for me. It was interesting. Oh my
1: gosh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't something I wanted to do forever. And because I have such a great relationship with my sister-in-law with autism, I started working with special needs kids. I was a behavioral therapist. I worked in their homes and at a school. And that's when I really realized that I love personal development my favorite thing was listening to speeches and TED Talks online. So I decided that I was going to pursue that, whatever that meant, whatever that career was. So I got a, a coaching certification, right? And I studied that. But really, I realized that I had no idea how to run my own business. And so it started out of necessity. And I just decided that if I couldn't beat them, I would join them. So I started working for a coach. And I just got lucky that my trainer was Tony Robbins, former VP of sales. So I was in the right place. I was given a script and I was just told to follow it word for word. And so I did. And what was so crazy is You know, the other people on the team, they did that too, but I was the only one who was having success. And I think it's because I was looking beyond just the words and I was understanding the psychology behind motivating people to want to change because it's one thing to have someone want the solution, but it's another for them to be ready to start taking action and do things in their lives. So that was the thing that I really realized was behind sales was getting people amped up to do something about their issues. So I really enjoyed that. And from there, I wanted to learn the marketing, which is why I worked with the CEO of the marketing agency. He taught me everything about ads and all those things, and so that's why I was able to be the head of growth and marketing for a coach. And like you said, you know, I started working with smaller people because I was just I was working for big companies, and it just wasn't fulfilling me because they were already making profits, and it just wasn't exciting. So. Now, what I love is I started looking at all the people I got coaching certifications with, and none of them had done anything, and they all still wanted to be coaches. And some of them told me they'd wanted to do it for 10 years, and they haven't had any clients. And so, you know, because I learned all these skills in sales and marketing, it was really easy for me to then apply it and look at them and say, well, okay, what are your gifts? Like, what are the Things you're passionate about, and then how can we turn that into something that people really want? So it's just turned into this really fun experience where I get to look at people, help them see their own unique gifts, and then help them turn that into something that can be their passion and their livelihood. So it was a long story that took me there, but now I'm really at this place where I'm also pursuing speaking. I'm going to author a book, which is exciting. I know you've written some. So, it's just this whole thing where it's like, my dream is to be able to help people. That's just number one. And then I think that, you know, we all have the ability to help people in so many ways. It's not just one avenue and not just one avenue in career either, right? It's not just one product. It's like, you know, I want to speak for companies and speak in private areas and and write and whatever it is, if my ideas and thoughts can help someone, then that's just fun, and then I get to share them. So that's a little insight into my business life.
1: Oh my gosh, such a beautiful journey you have been on, and thank you for taking us back to even you know the ballet days and and just how it all kind of works together. and I think this is so valuable for listeners too, because a lot of times we see outward Success. And we think, like, you know, they must have just stuck to that one path their whole life, or they're really amazing at this, you know. But your story in general just paints how you navigated the tough seasons, right? Like, I love that part. If you couldn't beat them, not necessarily that you were trying to beat them, I know, but I know the adage if you couldn't beat them, then to join them, right? And it's like, yes, how can we learn from people who have already been there before us and and hone in on our skills and adapt those and then to be able to, to take all of that and get to share it with your peers? You know, I think that is so beautiful. I know myself too, having gone through coaching certification as well, I stay in contact with a lot of the women that went through it. And you know, there is just there's so many stories of just struggling, right? Because, we're taught how to be amazing coaches, how to hold such beautiful space for people, how to facilitate transformation and healing and all of these things. But outside of that, running a business is completely separate. It is completely different. And it takes, it takes a, a thick
0: skin to do it almost too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's an incredibly thick skin, which is also so fun because it requires you to mature and grow in ways you never thought you would. And so that's something I love about business is that it forces me to be courageous in places I wouldn't have had to be otherwise. But yeah, it's an entirely different skill than coaching for sure. Yeah, I love that so much. I want to touch on a piece that you
1: shared about, you know, when you were in this role and reading the scripts verbatim, but having success because you saw the psychology of how people need to uh, like be motivated to create change in your in their lives. So I would love for you to just kind of share maybe what that might look like for the listener. You know, who a lot of my listeners here are entrepreneurs and they're creatives, and so they want to you know they want to have more clients and more sales. So maybe just help us out a little bit there. What would you advise?
0: Absolutely. I would love to talk on that. So imagine you have, let's say, a free training or a webinar where you have people coming in and they're listening to you. One of the easy mistakes people make is that they're genuinely trying to teach them things and they think that they'll learn some great things and then they'll work with them. But in actuality, they come in, they learn and they leave and they're like, oh, great. That was a fun class. So The way that you actually change people internally is that you really start by relating to them and having them See little bits of credibility. So you're not just saying, Oh, I've done this and this and this. Instead, you're telling them your story. And then you layer in bits of credibility of things you've experienced along the way so that they really just feel like they're getting to know you first and foremost. Because especially in coaching and consulting, people want to like the person that they're working with. So that's the first thing. Really let them get to know you personally a little bit and don't worry about sounding so professional or accomplished, right? Mm -hmm. It's really about just being genuine and also making sure that the story you tell applies to the person that you want to help. So the story you tell, you kind of want it to mirror out what their story could look like if they work with you, right? Mm -hmm. So that all of a sudden they're kind of seeing some possibilities from the beginning. And then after that, I like to say that Instead of giving real teaching points, you want to almost give like myth busters because it forces them to think and start like questioning things. For instance, I have a client and she's helping people lose weight without dieting. And so for her, you know, at first she was thinking of saying just something like, oh, yes, you know, well, if you uh start, you know, doing this for yourself and you feel better. And then, you know, when you're hungry and you're full, then you can, you know, stop overeating and all these things. But instead, I said, what if we just say, you know, you don't have to diet to lose weight, something as simple as that, right? Because it's mm-hmm. one statement, it's busting the myth that you have to diet to lose weight. And it makes people stop and think for a moment. So it feels like something they're learning, but it also just makes them pause. You know, another example is that I have a woman who is helping people with their money story and their financial future, but really from the internal part of it, because she works on all the triggers we've had from childhood and, you know, all of that. And so for her, the one we came up with was that, You know, changing your net worth is not an external thing. It's not about working harder, it's an internal process. Mm -hmm. So, for some people, they might say, Oh, I thought I had to work harder to make more money, but she's telling me it's all internal. So, that's another example. So, you just want to say something really short and sweet that makes people start to think differently. And the third part is really about getting them to think in three different directions. So, I know I'm giving a lot here, but if you're this is
1: beautiful, (laughs) thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So these are really the three emotional pieces that are like the crux of the whole thing of them being able to take any action. So first you want them to look at what they don't want anymore. Everyone avoids this, right? Everyone's in that comfortable misery where they they're just used to where they are and it's comfortable. But they have to look at it honestly and see what they really don't want to experience anymore because they're just putting off with that revelation. Like they don't want to see it. So You know, you could ask something as simple as what's the hardest part about dealing with X as it's related to your topic Mm -hmm. and then have them share it in a chat or say it out loud and say, this is the hardest part. And you can say, what is the thing you never want to experience again? And let them just really feel that for a second, because then all of a sudden they've started to make a decision that, you know what, I don't want to do that anymore. And the next part is looking forward. This is another thing that's hard for people. Sometimes they're just so caught up in, I don't want this anymore. They're not looking at what could be. So you can phrase it to them as, okay, let's say we resolve this issue or this situation. What would you be able to do now? Or what do you want in a perfect future? Then all of a sudden they get to think about that. Now they're starting to like envision different possibilities that they've never thought of before. So we know what they don't want. Now we look at what they do want. And then finally, you have to kind of give them a little challenge and say, you know, if I showed you the way, would you be ready? Because now all of a sudden they're asking themselves, okay, am I ready to take action? And if they say yes to themselves, then it doesn't matter if they work with you or someone else, but then they're actually ready to take action. Because I do think everyone is ready. It's just about, they have to make that decision in their minds And too often people just jump to, here's the solution and we can work together. But you have to get them internally in that place where they're like, okay, it's time. Because once you do that, then you can show them what the offer is. They've already made the decision they want to change. And then it's just easy if you give them something that genuinely works and they're excited about. And worst case scenario, they've gotten some clarity on where they are. So it's, you know, no harm done to them. It's just exciting. They get to actually see things clearly. So that's the way that I like to teach the sales psychology so that you can actually get in there and help them see things differently.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so valuable. Like I, I feel like that could be the episode right there because that that's so valuable. I've never heard it explained in such a clear and beautiful way as you just did. And I love what you said, too, about even if they don't say yes to working with us, they did open up their perspective to where they're at, what they're no longer a yes for, what they do want out of their life, you know, and that from my perspective now is like you've already impacted them, like you've already impacted somebody's life. And I know for me as a coach and for a lot of our listeners, like that's what it's all about. It's really exactly. just how can we add more value to people's lives and then be compensated in return for sure? You know, but, but these steps into the psychology, you made it sound so simple and so easy. I love it. I'm like, oh, taking yeah. notes here. <laughs> <laughs> I love is, it. No, yeah. you know what's
0: really funny is it made me actually fall in love with the, Humanity behind sales and enrollment because you can do it a horrible way. You can just, you can try and sell something that you don't believe in. But the truth is, is that something succeeds because it works great. And you know it does, and you're excited to share it with people, right? Why does Amazon do so well? It's because it's great. You click order, and it's there at your door a couple days later. So it's a great product. It's the same thing with what you offer. In the beginning, if you're new, of course, you have nerves because you don't know how much you can impact someone yet. But the truth is, is that the more you do it, the more confident you will be. So you have to start somewhere. And what I've noticed too on sales calls, this is something that you might enjoy. I've realized that a sales call, if you're one-on-one is almost like the most difficult coaching session you will ever be in with someone because you are breaking through so many barriers all at one time because, okay, let's say you get them psychologically to the place where they want to take action first of all, that's a big thing, right? These people have probably been in comfortable misery for years, if not their whole lives. And now all of a sudden you get them to a motivated place, but then comes their fears with money, with time, success, with failure. And so as a good coach, you get to be there in your strength and listen to each fear that comes up and talk through it logically with them. Because that's just it. It's really easy at that point, even if they're motivated to get really intimidated by their no, Mm because everyone's going to have some sort of no, right? If it's the money or whatever. But when they tell you, you know, I'm worried about the cost or this or that, if you just come at it from a place of complete surrender and you listen, if it really is the cost, you can always find a solution. You know what I'm saying? Like there's thankfully there are things like credit cards, right? Not that we want to rely on it, but there's always some way. Sometimes they even have an item they could sell that they didn't even realize. There's always some way to just bring money into your life to use it for a specific purpose. But then it really is about, okay, is it a fear instead? And so then you look at that. But something that works really well in sales is the Socratic method where Socrates would ask a question and a question and a question. So when someone gives you an answer, it's probably not the core of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So you want to hear their answer and ask a question about that answer. So if they say something like, oh yeah, well, I'm just in a really bad financial position, you can say, All right, what does that mean? Could you explain that to me? And they might say, Yes, well, I'm unemployed and my partner is stressed about work. You know, then you can get more specific. Like, do you feel like you are going to be able to make something soon or do you really feel like you're in a desperate place? And then they might say, Well, I think something will happen soon, but I'm just really afraid. Now, you know, okay, that's the real thing going on. They're afraid. You just listen for the real words they're saying. And then you can look at it. Okay, what are you afraid of? And then you can look at it together. And it really just ends up being a very honest, open conversation about their fears that they can't like run away from anymore. And so at the end, you feel like you've actually done them a service by being really strong. And it's like taking a sword and like fighting their demons with them a bit, which is why it's like such a tough coaching session. And a lot of coaches, they don't necessarily coach on money and things like that. And so it's a different arena than they're used to. But if you can have that strength and conviction, then you can help them be a yes. And you will feel really empowered after too. Oh my gosh, I love
1: that. Yeah. And you're you're absolutely right. I think some like my sales calls have been some of the toughest conversations, you know, and, and I think it's also coming from a lens of as the person selling, you know, we are fearful of rejection, we make it mean something about us, we make it mean something about our service or product that we're putting out there when in the end, it's not. And what I've realized too over the years is like, at the end of the day, it's not about us. Like it really isn't like, yeah. and, and that goes back to why we got into this in the first place, right? What, what's our bigger purpose here too. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. so speaking of that, I would love for you to just share a little bit more about how you help people even find their own purpose as you coach people, you know, what you've seen with your clients and really tapping into that.
0: Thank you. I love this question. So if we're looking at purpose for what it is, people really want to feel like their lives have meaning. They want to feel like they're doing something productive. And so what that means is, is that some people look for external things like a certain salary or a partner or a house to say, okay, I've accomplished something. But others, they have this internal system where it's a feeling of self-esteem of I'm really proud of myself or wow, look at what I accomplished. And so really these are the places where people automatically go when they're trying to feel like they have purpose. And all of the people who look externally, they realize very quickly once they achieve those things, they don't feel any different internally. So that's the first thing is to realize that the purpose is all an internal game. And it's about working with yourself to find what makes you feel the most satisfied and the most like you've grown and you have this self-esteem. And so for me, when I work with people, I just, I love people in general. And so as they speak, I can see what lights them up as they're talking, right? You can always tell someone will have something that gets them excited. And so all you really have to do is just, you know, keep talking about that subject with them and let them open up about it. And pretty soon you'll start to hear that they have big dreams and ideas for how they could help people, but they haven't gone there because they're trying to focus on realistic steps forward and what are people doing right now and what could I achieve? I've heard it said that it's actually easier to do wild, crazy, ambitious things than to do average, normal things. Because if you're just trying to do the average it's really hard it's like okay how do I make 60 grand in my business and this and that it's like really difficult but if you're like okay how do I just like you know have a billion dollar company and help everyone in the world then you start thinking differently of how can I provide the most value and how can I solve the biggest dream out there and then all of a sudden you start creating something that really does matter and you actually do have success so it's this weird thing where with purpose, we all desperately want to have it, but we hold back so much because we don't feel entirely worthy or like we haven't done enough to go there. But that's the really big thing is just I like to hold a space for people where I can hear them talk about their dreams. And I just like to gently remind them that they can go for whatever it is that they want most. And actually, they'll be the most successful if they do.
1: uh. Oh. I love that so much as a huge dreamer myself and one who doesn't like to be realistic. <laughs> it's an interesting dichotomy in my household because my husband <laughs> my husband is very grounded and realistic and you know logical and i'm like woo, in the ethers flying around.
0: same way same <laughs> dynamic, yes <laughs> uh,
1: so it's definitely a good balance for us but of course you know we we don't see eye to eye on some things with that but i i absolutely love that too you know it's like it reminds me of that saying like reach for the stars and you'll land on the moon if anything, yeah. so I love that you get to hold such beautiful space for people because I feel like, too, we are often taught, you know, maybe when we're little kids, we're taught to dream, but then at a certain point, we are taught to be realistic. And well, that doesn't pay the bills, you know, because nobody maybe in our family or anybody we know has ever done it before. So it's harder. So you know, as coaches to be able to hold that space for people to dream, it may be the first time that they're ever actually allowing themselves to think bigger,
0: even. It's such a cool thing. Yes, it really is. And I honestly feel so blessed, because I'm realizing too, that who you surround yourself with, really, really matters. We've all heard this, but truly mentorship is, it's just life changing. And recently, I've had the pleasure of meeting someone named art Mortel. And I have to put his name in there because he's truly inspired me so much. He mentored one of the authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul. So he's- in this business since the 60s and he's 83 and I've just now met him and he's teaching me all of his things about purpose as well. And it's just this amazing thing where, you know, if you hit a rut where you're like dreaming for a bit and then maybe you're stopped because the people around you can't see past where you are. If you put yourself near someone who can think way bigger, all of a sudden you're open again and then you can do it. And so that's also something that I'm really passionate about is creating a way for more mentors to get to people who are not in very central places. Like I'm lucky that I grew up in Los Angeles. So there are very central big people who live here. But if you're in a small town somewhere, you can't just go out into the city and meet someone. So I'm also really passionate about bringing mentorship out there. So there have been things that I've been thinking about, about creating bigger dreams as well. But Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool when people start to think big like that. And I think also community is so important. Mm -hmm. In addition to mentorship, because, okay, it's great if one person tells you you can dream big. But if you're in a community of 50 people who are all dreaming big while being in a difficult situation, You're not alone. And honestly, that's how we're meant to exist is supporting one another, you know, and being kind and feeling good and dreaming. And if everyone worked together, we could do amazing things, you know? So, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I believe. That a part of my big purpose here is to really remind people of that too, that we're so deeply loved, we are so connected, and we just have to get back to that, you know, reminding ourselves that there is support out there. And, you know, there's support from... Free support and how we can find it by connecting with other people, you know, inside of Facebook communities or going to our local church or whatever the case may be. And then there's also, you know, higher level support when we do hire personal coach in that sense too, but it's always here and always available for us. So very, very cool. Yeah. I'm so curious to know what is something that you see commonly that people struggle with when they come to you. You know, what is what is something I know we talked about even just like the sales strategy and how to, to speak to the psychology of an ideal client, but what is something else maybe that people struggle with like internally that you help them overcome?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love this. It's internal and then it's also external. So something else that I see is that when people are coming up with what they actually want to put out there, they're really limited in how they're viewing it. So I did an exercise today with my mastermind actually, where I had them imagine that someone paid them $10,000 for a service. And then what would they give as value? Mm. And so we don't often think in that way. We think in, okay, what am I able to do? And I guess, what could I charge for this? But they're not thinking about Okay, if someone wanted to do this, what could I provide? What could I come up with? What things could I invent to make this really impactful? And what's amazing is all of a sudden they start coming up with ideas like, "Oh, I could create this corporate training and I could do this and I could create a year-long calendar." It's like it's insane what happens. And so, I think that's the other thing is I think a lot of people and this is just natural. They just, they are where they are and they only know as much as they know up until that point. And so they're doing the best that they can, but the thing that will really help them get beyond where they are is not so much trying to just work on the mindset stuff because that happens naturally. But I think if you push yourself past where you're comfortable, you will naturally have to get your mindset to catch up to it Mm -hmm. and you'll go through that internally. Um, And then that's where you provide support, obviously, so you don't get completely frozen. But if you tell yourself, okay, let me pretend that tomorrow I have someone who wants to pay me $10,000 and I have to provide something that's worthy of that, What would I do? That is the best way to come up with something really great. And even if that's not the thing that you sell, if you come up with a medium thing, now you're going to want to incorporate some of those good ideas and you realize you have so much more to offer than you realize. It's really just, again, about having that space to dream and play and not limit yourself by what you think is logical and possible, you know?
1: Oh my gosh. I love that so much. That is such a beautiful and powerful question. And thinking of it from the lens of, okay, I have this, the end result, the external thing. How did I get there? It's like reverse engineering how we create the product or the offer for our ideal client. So that is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I would just love to ask you, you know, one last question to kind of wrap us up here of What is like the first little piece of advice? I'm a big fan of the 1% rule and just telling people, you know, you don't, you don't have to like throw it all away. You don't have to quit your job. You don't have to whatever, burn the bridges. Like what is just a simple step or a few steps that somebody could take today to really start to live into their purpose and, you know, even create a business out of that if they wanted
0: to. Absolutely. Well, the very first thing I would recommend is to sit down and ask yourself the question, what do I want? That is the hardest place to start. That is harder than actually like selling programs and coaching. Okay, If you start with what do I want and you give yourself some time and space to just write down whatever comes into your mind without trying to censor it, and do that, you're going to start to realize that there are certain things in your life that you don't need anymore, certain things that you don't want, and you'll start to get inspired and you will get ideas of things you could create or do. So I think that's really the first thing is just asking yourself the same way you have your clients go through what I don't want, what I do want, am I ready? (laughs) Do it for yourself. Say, what do I not want anymore? What do I want? And am I ready to do something? And you will be motivated to take action. And it always seems like there's some sort of big secret to building a business or taking action. But that's like the silliest misconception ever, because everyone is just pulling things out of thin air to make things come together. There is no road. It's like, I've heard also from this man, Art, he said that, you know, business is like, you have to read between the lines. You can't just look Mm. at what's written. You have to look in between. And so, for instance, I was even talking to my fiance today about how one of my students said she could create this corporate training. And of course he goes, well, why don't you partner with her on that? And then you could help her and it could be even more successful. And I'm like, wait a second, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> and so you have to think between to see where every single opportunity could come from. It's like, who do you know? and What do they need? And how could you help? And if you can think about how you could provide value to any situation that you know of, that's how you can start to actually make money doing something. Mm,
1: that is so beautiful. And yes, I agree. What do I want is one of the hardest questions. So I love I love that question. I love the prompt of really just writing it all out. Don't censor yourself. Go back and ask yourself those three questions. What don't you want? What do you want? Are you ready to, to take the next step with it? So beautiful. Such a beautiful conversation, my friend. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with all of this. And if you could just tell the listeners how they can work with you, how they can reach out to you and just share all the deeps.
0: Sure. So my website is AnnaGreybow.com and my Instagram is AnnaZoeGreybow. So if you find me anywhere, you can always message me or click on one of my things. I have a free workshop webinar that you can watch where I actually break down what goes into creating a product and going into creating a training and then selling it. So that's something I'm excited about so that you can find through my website and you can watch that.
1: Awesome. Yay. Thank you so much. And keep us posted on when you author your book and let us know we'll have to bring you back on so you can share that with us. We're so excited.
0: And yeah, just Thanks. thank you. It's been such a pleasure. It's so wonderful to be here, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. And so nice to meet all your listeners today.
1: Yay. All right, my friend, we totally did it. Thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with me and listen in on today's show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave a review so you don't miss out on any of the magic and any of the goodness that I am bringing your way. If you know that this episode is going to be a great listen for somebody, then don't keep me a secret and be sure to share. Also, I love to celebrate with you in real time. So tag me at the Chelsea Holden on Instagram and Facebook and let me know you're listening in. Until next time, I'm sending you so much big, big love. Adios.